This is the Better Pastor Podcast, where we focus on the skills you need to pastor better. Seminary didn't prepare us for everything, so let's keep learning and growing together. Today I am joined by Pastor Steve Barsoon, who has been in ministry for decades. He's actually the former pastor of my church, Orchard Hills Bible Church in Payson, Utah. Currently, he serves as a pastor to the pastors for the missionaries in Utah for biblical ministries worldwide. Today's conversation is on the not-so-talked-about topic of how much should a pastor share with his wife. Okay, Steve, well, what does it mean to share ministry with your wife, and why is it important for pastors to think through this? Well, you you live your life with your wife, and are you a ministry team, or do you carry the load, and ministry's not her thing, it's just yours? I think you're in a dangerous position already if that's the way that you're operating in in your with your wife it really needs to be a team effort and so then the question becomes just to what degree do you share everything in the ministry with your wife yeah a common question or a issue that comes up is whenever you hire a pastor a married pastor is it a two for one deal or not uh, I'm sure you've had conversations like that before. How have you thought through that in the past? Well, that is usually the view, two for one, um, and that is not necessarily the case. I think when it comes to sharing the load in terms of prayer and wisdom and all of those things, yeah, you're getting a two for one as a church. but the wife may need to work outside the home. She may have young children at home that absorb a lot of her attention. And I think churches need to be sensitive to the fact that, uh, yes, he's full-time and she's part of the team, but you can't expect her to plug all the holes that may exist in the church uh, just because her her husband's on the payroll. Well, let's... Let's think about scripture. What does the Bible tell us about the role of a pastor's wife? I don't think the Bible tells us a whole lot other than here are the qualifications for a pastor's wife. Um, if if she's uh, out of line, uh, unruly, a gossip, uh, <laughs> she's a substance abuser, so on, then then he's not qualified either. Hmm. Uh, it's a disqualification for him. Uh, he, he, the wife has to be a plus in terms not necessarily of labor, as we just talked about, but in terms of really being part of the team spiritually and in the home and how she manages her household and things of that nature. Well, as we now consider specifically the pastor sharing information with his wife, I think this is a real tension in lots of ministries of men that I know, uh, including my own. 
what are the factors then with these things in mind, kind of just kind of getting our bearings here, what are the factors that a pastor needs to consider when seeking to know how much to share with his wife when he comes home at the end of a long day and he has all this information in his head about his interactions and what he's going through? What are the factors that he needs to keep in mind when considering how much to share? Well, first of all, I would say that I've gotten in more trouble from forgetting to tell my wife something she really needed to know than ever telling her something I may should, um, shouldn't have told her. Um, I think that's one of the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. We have this uh, information stream that comes at us in the office during the day, and some of it relates to her, and we get home and trying to remember all that becomes a problem but it certainly is a tension in knowing you know how much of what goes on in the church and in the people that you're talking to should be shared with your wife now one of the areas that immediately comes to mind is counseling Hmm. and you know one rule that i have embraced Uh, through my ministry is that I do not counsel women alone. Hmm. I I counsel preferably with my wife. If because of the children or other circumstances, she was not available, then I would choose a mature woman from the congregation to meet with me and and whoever was seeking counsel. I, I just, I've, I've heard of more disasters in pastors' lives that have come out of the counseling room mm-hmm. because there's that that intimate one-on-one exchange and sometimes disclosure of very uh, intimate details that uh, just um, open the situation up for for uh, di- misuse. Mm-hmm. So that that would be the first thing I'd say. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that in Proverbs 31, when it comes to the ideal wife, I just make this comment about Proverbs 31. I really wonder if this is describing a woman that the writer knew. I sort of don't think it was. I think it was probably a composite. You know, if... This ideal woman uh, existed somewhere. This is what she would look like. Because I'm not sure any woman could do everything that's in Proverbs 31. Uh, And and just in case there's a pastor out there that's thinking, well, that sure isn't my wife. Well, you're not Spurgeon either. So, (laughs) you know, give her a break. Um, but I, I think of how that passage opens, an excellent wife who can find. She is more, far more precious than jewels. And boy, if there's one place that that surely comes out, it's in ministry. The heart of her husband trusts in her. Uh, and then later it says she does him good and not harm. And she opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. You know, we get caught up in all the stuff that woman's got going on, and yet here is the character that that the writer of Proverbs is focused on, and that character is a matter of her her trustworthiness, 
uh, her heart being to do good. It's a matter of when she opens her mouth, she does it with wisdom. Well, if you've got that kind of wife, that goes a long way toward answering how much you can tell her. Uh, I think there's there's uh, a lot of general Bible wisdom about our speech, uh, how much we tell on any subject and to whom we tell it. And, and to me, as I look at the scripture, the scripture suggests that our dangers are usually on the side of telling too much. Hmm. Now, having said that, I'm not suggesting for a minute that that applies to our relationship with our wife. Um, that's a that's a different kind of a relationship. Uh, I spent seven years in ministry single. And I want to tell you, it is a lonely, lonely place to be huh. where you, there's just no one to even share your what your heart's struggling with. No one to rub your shoulders at the end of the day. Yeah. No one to say, well, let's pray about that mm. and to pray with. Um, I I can't imagine going back to that. Uh, and and I'll, I'll be honest. I, toward the end of that seven years of single ministry, I was starting to wonder if this even was feasible because of things I ran into. And uh, um, God in his grace um, led Lori and I together. And um, it was worth the seven-year wait. I know how Jacob felt. <laughs> well, although you... it turned out better for me than it did for jacob because i didn't get stuck with the older sister first but, that's right yeah yeah yep. he uh, technically he had to wait twice as long huh that's right <clears throat> but it it was worth the wait because i ended up with a woman that proverbs 31 describes that kind of character and so it, it, it was a tremendous thing for me to be able to, to share uh, life and ministry uh, with her. Um, I, when I think about what you share with your wife, I think of some of the cautions uh, in the Bible. Proverbs 10, 18b says, whoever utters slander is a fool. If you really don't know whether something's true or not, it, it, for your wife's sake, you better not share it because you're going to color her opinion about someone or some situation, and you don't know all the facts yet. Um, you know, you can speak in generalities. You can even pray with her about it, but be careful that what you share, you know absolutely to be true. Um Proverbs 12, 23 cautions, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. And Proverbs 29, 11, is, uh, that's been a good verse for me, not necessarily uh, so much as with my wife in, in ministry, but just in general. A fool gives full vent to his feelings, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Mm -hmm. 
those are just cautions uh, about what we share. And, you know, I think of what James said, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And, you know, if I have anything that I wish I would have done differently over years of ministry is that I would have listened more and talked less. <laughs> the old adage, two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Right, right. And, and James bears that out. Now, having said all of that about what we share in general, what about our wives? Because how do we, you know, we're so much a part of one another and we pray together and we we share our our greatest hopes our greatest visions and our our deepest desires with with this one with whom we're one well here are some questions that i would ask myself if if i were wondering should i share this one would be am i going to break a confidence as someone said to me in the course of a conversation please don't tell anyone else. Now, I had a youth pastor that really, I, I thought showed a lot of wisdom. And, and after talking to him in depth about something that I was struggling with as a teenager, he would ask, you know, my wife and I pray together for people's needs. Would you mind if I shared your need so my wife and I can pray together for you? And my response was, well, of course, <laughs> two, two prayers are better than one, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that just even you can take a load off yourself by asking that question and find out where this person's really at. Now, I've heard of some people who will just say from the start of a conversation, whatever you tell me, it's like you're telling my spouse uh, to kind of give a disclaimer that we're one and we share things. Uh, you think we should be able to leave some room there where if they don't want that information to go to the spouse that we, we honor that. I think so. And, and, um, I have some other questions here that I would, would ask, but I think there's times when things that are shared with us, uh, could possibly be even be damaging. To our our spouses, uh, we've got to think um, whether. And, and my next question is: uh, Would will telling my wife be a stumbling block for her? If we're dealing with a man who's got a problem with in the area of uh, sexual things, particularly pornography, or is. Uh, is confessing that he has an attraction that he should not have. Um, that's probably not something that's going to help our wife. That's, that's going to, that, that could be potentially harmful uh, for her. Hmm. What about just generally uh, a pastor's wife knowing that he's dealing with something with maybe even someone, you know, say Bob in the church, Bob's a good general name that, Everyone knows I'm not meaning anyone in particular, but ah, I've got an issue with Bob this week. And maybe you're not sharing the details of that, but her knowing to be praying for Bob, uh, does that seem like a good middle ground? Yes, 
I, I think that's excellent. I, uh, I think that would be a, a good thing to share. Mm. Where it gets sticky is if Bob is uh, giving you a hard time about your ministry and even suggesting you don't measure up mm. and maybe you ought to hit the road. And, you know, there's a whole lot that happens between a conversation like that and the point at which you're you're loading the U-Haul. <laughs> yeah. And and it may be that that you and Bob are going to get that worked out. And and when you're done, or even if it ended up going to the elders or whatever, that there's reconciliation or at least an agreement on his part. Um that no that's not the case let her knowing that is gonna you know wives are incredibly loyal and and that's going to make it very hard for her to interact with bob and maybe even his wife in the future mm. yeah. and so until it's clearly going to be an issue that's going to be come broader than you and bob It'd be wise to to just hold on to the details. Hmm. Um, that would be my counsel. I I think there's times when our wives absolutely must know what's going on. Uh, I recall a situation in my early ministry in in Payson, where you are, where we had a very troubled young man who was uh, attending the church. And I became aware that he could potentially be a threat to my wife and kids. Mm -hmm. And so I had to tell my wife that and say, look, if he comes to the door, do not answer the door. Do not even acknowledge that he's there. Just go away and, and don't respond because, um, you do not want to interact with that young man. Now, eventually we dealt with that and, and everything was okay, but there are times when we have that come up and uh, we become aware of it and, and we need to protect our wives and our children. And frankly, uh, to me, that's a mandate from God that supersedes anybody else's confidence. <laughs> Mm -hmm. or or uh, uh protecting them that that's a mandate from god that we our first loyalty is to our wife and to our kids um so we have to ask is this something that will impact her and the children and does she need to know as a result um and i think another question we have to ask at times is is this something god wants me to bear alone there are times when there are things that clearly are ours that we we carry. Um, I'm not suggesting for the rest of our lives or or even for the rest of the week or the rest of the day, but you know we we uh, we just have to to bear up and it's between us and God and and whatever is happening. Well, a couple of more like scenario type questions uh, to see how you would give counsel. What about the husband 
who or, or the pastor whose wife is maybe prone to anxiety, nervousness, worry, that sort of thing that can be overwhelmed really easily by information. How should he factor that in when trying to figure out if this is a need to know type scenario or not, uh, where he has that tension of this could crush her if I share this with her. Any tips on how he can navigate that in his own heart and in his relationship with his wife? Well, I think in those situations, you have to, you have to bear that one alone. Um, you have to weigh, uh, will this be helpful to the situation or is, and is there anything she can do or is it just going to hurt her? Hmm. And, and again, I think our first priority is to protect her. And I think that's especially true of young pastors' wives. Um, there's, there's, the seasoned older pastor's wife uh, eventually develops that balance between a tender heart and a tough skin. Mm. Mm. And, and hopefully the pastor does too. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he has to develop the tender heart and she has to develop the thicker skin, right? Right. Well, I don't know. I've yeah, met that's, some yeah, that's, true. that's a big generalization. Yeah, I've met some men that are just so tender-hearted that any criticism just flattens them. Yeah, and uh, and that, but when when a, a a pastor is under attack, it is going to affect his wife. Yeah, and he may need to temper a little bit all that's been said or all that's involved. The pastor who's listening to this, who is maybe coming to the realization, I've been sharing too much. I've been oversharing with my wife for one reason or another by something he's heard. What are some steps he can start to take to work his way back toward a balance instead of sharing everything, coming home and unloading and putting everything on her just as it is on him? What can he start to do now to find balance? Well, I think one thing that he might examine is what I'm sharing with my wife. Am I venting or am I sharing? And and will this, is this something we can tackle together? Or am I just dumping on her to get the, just get it off my chest kind of thing? You know, that, that would be a, a thing to evaluate. Uh, carefully. I think a conversation uh, with your wife. Uh, I realize I've been doing it this way. I've been dumping a lot of stuff on you that uh, really was hurtful to you. And I'm asking God to help me uh, be more wise in what I share. Not because I want to keep things from you, but I want to be sure that what I do share is something that we can participate in together in prayer and that uh, it's not just uh, dumping my bad day on you. What about the pastor who realizes I've kept ministry like one big secret from my wife and I really need to bring her in on some things and 
God has given her to me to help me share things in life and, and bear burdens. What are some tips for, for that pastor who maybe has just been scared of oversharing? Well, I, I think some of the things we've already discussed in, in this uh, conversation uh, would be helpful. Um, perhaps a conscious effort. Uh, I surely hope that pastor is is praying regularly with his wife. And it, and it might be before they pray together. I hope every night that they that he think through and and decide, okay, these are some things I I do need to share, and we need to share them not just together, but we need to share them together before the Lord. Um, but that would that would be a time. It, it, starting to share probably the minute you walk in the door when you got three hungry kids and it's dinner time is that might not be the place to start. <laughs> it's after the kids are in bed and and you have that quiet time together. And unfortunately, um, sometimes that is the only quiet time a uh, pastor and his wife has together uh, with children in the home. I, I would, you know, and I'll, I'll just put a plug in here because I think it fits what we're talking about. I really urge uh, couples to have a date night. And, um, you know, you might not have much in the way of money, but... If there's someone that you can trust with your kids, uh, maybe even be in exchange with another couple in the church or whatever, um, that time away for the two of you over a meal, even if all you can afford is McDonald's, <laughs> uh, it there's an opportunity to, to share. For her to share with you the things that are on her heart, for you to share with her, that one time a week uh, is is valuable. Yeah. Uh, I remember how hard it was for us when uh, our first child was born. You know, that first uh, couple of months, you just don't want to leave that precious little one with, I mean, no one. <laughs> <laughs> can can measure up to what kind of person you think ought to take care of that precious little one. And yet, um, for the sake of that little one and the other little ones and your wife, because ultimately the strength of your ministry will depend a lot on the strength of your marriage, your family, your home, um, it's worth it to to step out and do that. Well, this has been a great conversation, Steve. Thanks so much for sharing, and uh, I know this is going to help a lot of guys. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, my heart is for pastors. That that's my my ministry. Uh, uh, my role is a pastor to pastors, and uh, I think that sometimes guys get to my age and they say. Oh man, we're in trouble. Look at this next generation. I don't feel that way at all. I look at our next generation and I say, what a tremendous group of young men who love the Lord. They love his word. They love his church. Uh, 
They love their families. I have great hopes, and I really believe that they're doing it better than I did. Mm. <laughs> and and so we we appreciate pastors. Wow, humble perspective. Thanks thanks for joining me today, Steve. You're welcome.